Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! How are you doing tonight, Dalton? Doing great. Good. I, I've... <laughs> my life is starting to feel normal after the sky fell last week, so uh, I'm, I'm doing better every day. Uh, sorry fans, last week we didn't have a show, uh, because my ceiling collapsed Sunday morning at 4 o'clock, and, uh, I just had a week after that, it was a whole thing, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm okay, my girlfriend's okay, my four cats are okay, nobody got hurt, um, except for my wallet a little bit, so at the end of the day, it's fine, I just had to have a week off. Yeah, and I, so, my plan, because I kind of assumed you weren't gonna want to record. So I was banking on doing a solo show that day. Um, but my plan was I was going to be, I was going to come home for a second. I was going to go to the gym and walk. And then I would come home and record. And as I'm like getting re- my stuff ready to go to the gym, my mom calls me. She's like, hey, what are you doing? And I could hear in her voice something was up. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Planet Fitness. What's up? She's like, well, change of plans. I need you to pick me up from the ER. <laughs> why are you in the ER? I this, that, That's not how you start a conversation. Uh, why are you just telling me that you need to be picked up? How long have you been there? It's my mom. I love her, but dear Lord, that woman. Um, so she's doing so. Yeah, so she's doing better. Uh, thank you to anybody um, who kept her in your thoughts or prayers. I, that is appreciated. So, yeah, uh, it was a. Nice little one-two punch of the week, which it typically happens with us. Yeah, yeah. If not something... only one of us, like, it's never one of us having, like, a shitty moment. It's usually, like, in tandem, we're both like, well, fuck. Like, how does this keep happening? But yeah. things are looking better. We are back again this week. Got plenty to talk about, so we're going to jump into everything. But before we do that, we start every episode with the power of positivity. It's just us being able to take a moment and talk about something in wrestling that made us happy because the internet is such a negative and toxic place for no real reason that we do our part to try to turn that around and we encourage you to do the same. I'm I'm going to do two because I did have one from last week, but I didn't get to talk about it. And then something happened this week that made it even better. Okay. Uh, that one is our truth and the judgment day. Yeah, I love this so much. The him getting jumped last week was like okay that probably needed to happen but him just thinking he's a member is funny but then this week where he's like all right y'all jump me in you know that that, by the way that that hurt that initiation was a little much (laughs) (laughs) i don't he doesn't have to call damien priest dp but i (laughs) love that he does And then him beating, like, him beating JD to get into, like, I just, I loved so much of this. It's one of those, like... Oh, it's so good. I, I, I don't necessarily think they will, but, like, if they use, if they use fucking R-Truth to turn the Judgment Day face... It's the best way to do it. It would be hilarious. It'd be the best way to do it. Like, just have him pair up with, like, Finn and Priest, but then have Ripley and, and Dom do their own thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that would be fun. I, I I like what they're doing. 
it legitimately makes me laugh. And also we're getting kind of the, the bloodline Sami Zayn levels of breaking of Damien Priest just literally having to turn around and walk away. And it's <laughs> if you watch the video, you can see it in Truth's eyes. The like, oh, I've got him. <laughs> yeah. Because he because he calls him DP, which kind of gets him a little bit. But then he goes and he's like, I know you didn't want to hurt me. I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> and just... But it's as he's saying that, he's like, oh, this dude is about to break. <laughs> he's just like, I got him. I just got to go a little bit more. It's just a little yeah. bit more turn of the wrist than I got him. <laughs> um, and then my other one is from ROH Final Battle. I did not get a chance to watch it because I was at WrestleMax that Friday night and I just did not get a chance to um, order it yet. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I would like to before the end of the year, but I this may just be one that I had to miss. But at ROH Final Battle, in the main event, Athena came out dressed in Bane gear. And y'all may not know this about me, but Bane is my second favorite Batman villain of all time and that may not sound that impressive but you have to keep in mind batman is my favorite superhero of all time who undoubtedly unquestionably has the best rogues gallery in comic books fight nerds. that is dope yeah i know i just saw a picture like i just googled it the second you said that okay yeah that's that's real cool yeah so and if you're wondering scarecrow is number one Go yeah. Scarecrow, then Bane. There was a slight second that I was like, "What's your number one?" Then, and as I like, as I had the thought, I was like, "Oh, it's Scarecrow," because so. that's how we became friends. I, I've learned that at a, a long time ago. Um, so mine, and I don't know if it came out this week or last week, but it's related to wrestling and this show, and it is a uh, Jack Vaughn's uh, TikTok, and he had a uh, he was on the outside of the ring and he starts. He's like, "Now we all know." That this is the hardest part of the ring. And then his buddy, who's, I don't know what that guy's name is, but it's the bald dude that always does the videos with him. He just starts knocking on the ring post. And I've never considered the fact that the apron is not the hardest part of the ring. It's very much the metal on the ring post. I've been putting rings together for six years. I've never thought about that. And I don't know why I've never thought about that, but it, but I did. And I laughed real fucking hard at it. That dude's TikTok and like Facebook reels and stuff like that are some of my legitimately favorite things in wrestling going of just him being shitty about like current wrestling trends and not even being shitty, just like sometimes being shitty, sometimes just like, but we do realize this is a problem, right? And it's like, yeah, but yeah, just him being like, he was explaining how the apron was the hardest part of the ring. And everybody knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring. And his friend just is standing over by the ring post and does like a knock, like, and it makes the sound. It's just like, oh yeah, that, that's actually the hardest part of the ring. Cause this actual metal never popped in my head before. So it's not because one, I'm going to believe Brian Danielson over some indie dude with a TikTok <laughs> account. All right. Let's get one thing straight Two, the apron is where the metal meets the wood. So it's metal and wood. The, the corner post just metal but metal <laughs> plus wood equals harder than just metal it's yep. science and it's math and you can't dispute it the so, apron the apron is the reason i had to go to the emergency room one time for realsies yeah not the, <laughs> not the corner post that's to say that's fair 
But yeah, no, I saw that video and I laughed so fucking hard. Like I, it was like a, and it could have just been like the way my life has been the last like week and a half where apparently that just tickled me the right way. And I fucking lost it at that. It made me so happy. I like most of his, uh, I like all of his TikToks. There was a time whenever he started where I was like, man, this guy's a fucking asshole. And then after I kind of realized like, I don't know specifically if he's talking about me as a wrestler. And then I realized like, <laughs> no, not really. Cause like, I don't do most of that. I do bits and pieces of it. But then like, I've seen his matches. He does bits and pieces of it too. And I was like, oh, it's a fucking bit. Like, it's just making fun of the people where that's all they do. And like, yeah. most of us in wrestling make fun of the people that that's all they do. We just don't go online about it. So I think that was like the initial problem with him. Like people being like, this is burying the business and stuff like this. Like, it's not really, it's just like being a dickhead about things. And he's right. a legitimate, it's been wrestling for a long time. So like, he's kind of allowed to, like he's, he's allowed to do that. My, my philosophy is, is if you do it, you can make fun of it. Um, and, and just being a, di- generally just being a dickhead about things is very much your MO. So it's no wonder that that immediately appeals resonates. To yeah. Oh man. If I could get him, if I could get him in Missouri, <laughs> or if I could get him at CCW, like I would, I would tell Shannon, be like, I'll go halves. I don't even want to wrestle him. Just, just bring want, him in. Yeah, I just want to bring him in. <laughs> he does good hey, work. He needs to get paid. <laughs> don't book him. I just want to sit and watch the show with him. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I want him to talk shit about Justin Smart. He doesn't have to bump. He just has to like do commentary with Asa. Oh God, <laughs> that's license free. Fuck, we're doing it. I'm, I'm getting on fate. I'm getting on the Twitters. We're gonna get a hold of this guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that, that post really got me. Uh, well, the, the post got me, but also the, the TikTok he made got me. That was, it was very funny to me. I hate you so much for that. Uh, um, getting into the news of the week, cause there's quite a bit to talk about, uh, starting off with a correction from two weeks ago, because I'm a stupid Mark, uh, Kevin Owens, not actually injured. It Let's is a, go. it is a it's a storyline injury, which I kind of like half thought, but I was like, eh, I mean, but they can keep him on TV if he's got, you know, just a, a minor fracture or something. So yeah, that just, he, he doesn't have a broken hand. They're just, that's just the story they're telling. So good news makes me look dumb, but I say dumb stuff all the time, unless this is your first time listening to this, ep- to the show, in which case I'm very intelligent and articulate. And you've made a great choice, and you're not going to waste your hour-ish. We'll see. Um, a very unfortunate injury news, though, is Kenny Omega posted a tweet of him in the hospital saying that he is out indefinitely and that he has diverticulitis. Uh, which, if you've been watching, watching wrestling for... Remember that thing I said about being articulate? The... If you've been watching wrestling for a long time now, you know that is what Brock Lesnar had when he was competing in the UFC. And it is very much not anything to fuck around with. No, it's a legitimate, like... Debilitating. Yeah, it's it's impressive that Brock was able to do what he did with having diverticulitis. It legitimately, like, makes him even scarier. Yeah. and Like, Like, imagine if he was at 100%. Yeah, and it's one of those where it's just like, if you're thinking less of Kenny Omega because he is taking the time off from it, no. It does not speak less of Kenny Omega. It just kind of speaks more of Brock Lesnar of just as a fucking crazy person. I'm not even talking about, like, 
how much of just an athletic freak that man is. Just the fact mm-hmm. that I think he's also just like shoot crazy. Like, yeah. um, but it sucks that Kenny got it. Um, and that he's going to be out for a, a substantial amount of time because it seems like with him, we'll get him for like at AEW, we'll get him for an extended period of time. And then we just don't because of an injury. And yeah. it just like, we like, it was like eight months. And then he came back for trios and then brawl out happened and which like not necessarily his fault, but that happened. We lost him for like another couple months. And then we had the weird callous family story that it seemed like we were still kind of going with, with the whole, no, 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 that was tag team. Never mind. And then like we had the golden jets and I was like, uh, and then now we just don't have them at all. And it's just like, fuck, I any amount of Kenny Omega is better than zero Kenny Omega. Right. Yeah. And it kind of does explain that, uh, promo segment last week that everybody was like, Ooh, this is, this is not it, fellas. Like he looked super disinterested. You know, he can't come out dressed like just in shorts and a t-shirt. And then it's like, oh no, it's because the dude is in agony. Like he yeah. left that, he left that show and went to the hospital. So it's like, oh yeah, no, that, okay. I get it. Yeah. So all the best to him. That is awful. And although now I will say when he does come back, immediate main event. Enough with this humble stuff. Don't do an elite reunion. Whoever is the world champion at the time, that's your next pay-per-view main event. Mm-hmm. Is Kenny Omega is back and he's about to, you know, whatever. It's, I don't know how long. he's. He says indefinitely, so I have no idea what the time frame for diverticulitis treatment is. I assume it's going to kind of depend on how severe of a case it is, which if you're laying in the hospital, it's a pretty severe case. But, like, maybe not Wembley, but All Out, All In, Swerve versus uh, Omega. Yeah, so that was what it was going to be like. Because, like, what I feel like is going to happen is I feel like Joe's going to win it this, mm-hmm. like, in a couple weeks. And then Joe's first feud is going to be Swerve. Swerve's going to win it off of Joe. And then that's whenever um, Omega comes back. Here's the thing, Asa. And yes, you're absolutely right for that side of what you just said. But here's everything I get. That is basically just Dalton's, like, year of, like, best year ever in wrestling. We start with Joe being a world champion, which she fucking deserves. Mm-hmm. And then we get Swerve versus Joe, which is what Dalton deserves. I, like, this <laughs> year, yeah, this year was hard on me. Let's be real. Let's get, let's start 2024 off with something I want. Um, and then we get Swerve with the world title, which, like, not saying that, I mean, he deserves it for AEW for sure. Because, like, he's been one of the more interesting parts of AEW for almost all of 2023. And then we get Kenny Omega versus Swerve. You're telling me you don't want that? Omega don't even got to win, which would make Swerve even better. <laughs> no, I just... Joe being a tra- transitional champion kind of hurts my soul a little bit. That's fine. But, but his name is in the record books. Yeah. Like, world champion Samoa Joe is is a good thing to say. Whenever so. I say Mick Foley is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, which he is... Mm-hmm. I'm okay with him being a transitional champion because you know what would have happened if that wasn't the case? He would have never been a champion. He, oh, yeah, his, no. his name is at least in the record books for it. Dalton, who is the wrestler that got me to go all in on wrestling as a kid? Kane. Former WWE champion Kane. For one day. <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's on the, his name is on the list. So I I understand the feeling. I'm not shitting on it. It's oh, just, and also oh, if anybody listens, I want to this everyone. Thing. I want everyone to be world champion that I like. 
Yeah. And I, if someone's listening to this and you're a new listener and you're one of those shitty people, yes, I'm very aware Samoa Joe has held other world titles. I just want him to hold a world title in a legitimate number one or number two company in the country. TNA mm-hmm. didn't, wasn't that back in the day. Um, and also, you're not going to look me in the eye and say that TNA did a great job with main event Samoa Joe. No, either time. Like, so yeah, man. You remember, and I, this is not the time to have this conversation, but I'm going to do it really quick. Remember, like, early 2010s, and you could tell TNA was on its dying days whenever, like, Joe leaves and AJ Styles left. And we were all like, how is this company not going to exist, or how is this company going to exist without, and it barely did, and then it got better. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy they got the name back. And we're going to talk more about them later, but, like, man, I remember watching that. Like, I had just started college, and I was like, man, this show kind of sucks. <laughs> and then they were like, we're going to do a house show in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And I was like, tickets are only $15. I'm going. Oh, half of... How do I do a better job at clearing <laughs> motherfuckers for their Missouri athletic license? How am I better than... Whoever the fuck was doing it at Impact? I just had that thought. <laughs> Dawn broke a little. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of makes me angry a little bit. Um, Yeah, because, all right, so anyway, backstory to people that aren't local. Impact, like, back, we had met, so this was probably, like, 2013, 2014. Had a house show in Cape Girardeau, and, like, it looked like it was supposed to be a pretty big deal of a show. And when you got there, because I remember asking you, and you were busy that day, so you didn't know. I had to work. Yeah, yeah. When I got there, they were like, oh, yeah, all of these people that are supposed to wrestle aren't wrestling because they're Missouri Athletic licenses. And I was like, that's a weird way to go. Because, like, I mean, I am was a smart wrestling fan. I didn't realize Missouri had a commission, but I was a smart wrestling fan. I was like, that's a weird way to say half your roster isn't here. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of the show, they said, all right, since you guys only got to see, like, eight people perform, you guys can go backstage and which, by the way, was only half of the show me center with a curtain around it. So, like, it wasn't back. You got to go past a curtain and take pictures with whoever you want, except for Jeff Hardy was like $100 to me. Everybody else was free. Like, Samoa Joe was free. Kurt Angle was free. And that was Perk Angle. That was peak Perk Angle. Um, Like, I met some of Aces and Zates. Like, they, it was really cool. And I was like, why the fuck didn't they wrestle then? Fast forward, and then, like, jump cut to today. I'm like, how the fuck did the person working at TNA didn't check a roster list that Julie probably sent him? I'm assuming she's had that job forever. <laughs> uh, just like, how did you not get that cleared? You work for a company. I'm a one-man situation over here on our roster. And I'm out here telling Shannon that's not their shoot name. I need to know their shoot name. Um, and he's like, are you sure that's not it? He's like, I'm almost positive that's not their shoot name. And then he comes back to me like an hour later being like, yeah, it's this. And I was like, told you it wasn't their shoot name. I'm me. I'm fucking, and I, this is ceiling falling me. I'm still doing a better job than whoever the fuck Impact was doing that. Oh, that makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. I hope, was, Dylan, I hope Dylan's getting I was, I was so bummed to miss that show because I couldn't get my shift covered. And then one of my other, like you and another one of my friends that I would watch like wrestling pay-per-views with sent me a message of like, yeah only like four people can wrestle so they're doing two singles matches and then a tag match and then like two different singles matches. so i if i if i can remember it correctly it was um it wasn't beer money um it was james storm and fuck it, it was jackson Riker in wwe but i can't think of what his um 
It doesn't matter. It was, it those two were like the tag champs, I think. Mm-hmm. So one of them had a match with Bubba. One of them had a match with Devon. And like the second one, the other Dudley boy, cause they were the bad guys came out and like interrupted it. And he, uh, Bubba called a lady in the front row fat. And then that turned into a tag team Cape Girardeau street fight, which by the way, I've been wrestling in Cape Girardeau for fucking five years and I can't tell you what a Cape Girardeau street fight is. Um, and then Haven't you w- been in one? I think, but I, to this was day, it I you and Justin? It was me and Hatton. It was me and Hatton. Yeah, it was me and Hatton had a Cape Girardeau street fight. Never mind, I've been in a Cape Girardeau street fight. There's been two Cape Girardeau street fights in the history of Cape Girardeau wrestling. And it was me and Hatton and then the Dudleys and... James Storm and whatever the fuck the other guy's name was. And judging by the crowd turnout, the same number of people have seen him. Yeah. Uh, let me know whose was better. Um, and then it was Samoa Joe versus Robert Roode. And then Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle. Yeah. That was the show. Yeah. The whole show. Uh, the whole That's- effing show, if you will. Because uh, Van no, Dam was, there. but he was part of the roster, <laughs> and so was Hogan. Because you could buy a program. I I am so sorry if you're listening to this. You could buy a program. This was this was Impact in like 2014. So like Hogan was on the roster. Where obviously he's not going to be there. Um, RVD was on the roster. Like AJ Styles was on the roster. I think like there was a lot of na- like Chris Saban just won the world title the week before. Like yeah. it happened the week before that, and I was like. Oh fuck! I'm definitely going because I love Chris Saban. Um, he wasn't e- like he wasn't even backstage. The if the people that were backstage still got to wrestle, it still wouldn't have been a good show. Um, or a show worth paying money to go like that, like twenty bucks to go see. If I couldn't have met people in the back, that's the only reason it was worth it. Because I got a mm-hmm. picture with. Because I can at least say I met Angled Joe. Um. I might, I got a picture with Devon. I didn't get a picture with Bubba. He was being an asshole to people. And I was like, ah, I, and that was during unfortunate me where I had no mustache and just the chin. Like Mm -hmm. I look like, God, I forgot about that Dalton. You know what? If you're listening to this, it'll be on our Instagram page. I'll pick one of the photos. I'll send it to Asa. He'll put it on the nerdiest part of the ring Instagram page. Um, to see just how fucking unfortunate. If you think I look unfortunate now, I looked so much worse back then. And, Keep in mind, this is what he looked like, and I decided I'll be his friend. Yeah. This was pre- This was before the first man bun. Well, okay, so I'm going to cut you off there, because we have other stuff we need to talk about other than just reliving the terrible TNA show. How did I, I do a better out, job than them? I will point out, you got to do all the backstage stuff for $15. My other friend that went paid the VIP ticket Yes. Yeah, he did. That was supposed- And they basically just gave the VIP stuff to everybody. Except for Hardy. For the fa- yeah, uh, except for Hardy to get, make up for the fact that, like, oh, we forgot to get licenses for three quarters of the roster. I don't even remember what the last story we talked about was. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, out indefinitely, unfortunate. Uh, other injury news this week, and I am 100% sure that this is not storyline, which, boy, I wish it was. Uh, Charlotte Flair has a torn acl mcl and meniscus is expected to be out at least nine months such a fucking bummer like this is she's coming back like she's doing good with the current run on smackdown that she has like it feels like the crowd is there for her um it's like she had some good momentum behind her 
And now it's just gone. She's on the sideline. Yeah. Excuse me. So that sucks. That's another. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that's the a picture bad. Dalton, the picture. Dal- God, you are such a. Oh, why would I? Do- <laughs> and Kurt is so drugged oh, out of his head. Oh, no, he he's just so annoyed with everything. Yeah. Which like fair. Um, yeah, we'll post that on at nerdiest part on Instagram and you can you can check that out. Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's what his face is. Um, yeah, Charlotte being hurt's a fucking bummer, too, because, like, I know that people have her, their complaints against her, and sometimes it's warranted, and yeah, sometimes she does gets a little, gets a, gets a little overexposed, but, like, fuck, she probably is, like, the best wrestler they have on that, ro- on the women's roster. Just, like, as a technical storytelling, like, and knows how to wrestle-wise, like, it is her. I don't necessarily agree, but you can absolutely make that argument. Yeah. Like I I it's it's easy to you know that is 100% like she is she is the top tier like absolutely of the of the entire division. Yeah. And, and even probably better than a not insignificant portion of the men's side of the roster as well. She just gets it, which like I mean she's been wrestling for uh, about 12 years now, 10 12 years in that ballpark and like she sh- like is way better than her what her time says on it because she's also had substantial amounts of time out yeah um she's just so fucking good um and it, yeah it sucks and it was a freak accident like when it happened like it was just it was a slip and mm-hmm. it was a slip that went it could have been a lot worse and it's good that it wasn't but it's still pretty fucking bad yeah so hopefully a speedy and full recovery for the queen charlotte flair uh, speaking of Charlotte Flair, she is one of several WWE wrestlers to sign new contracts, uh, multi-year deals. The others being Bailey, Rey Mysterio, and Dirty Dom Mysterio. Which good? I hope like, Dom got a. I hope Dom got a pay bump. You got to imagine, like that had to have been like that has to be the difference between like a rookie co- contract and like a quarterback rookie contract to like. All right, well, I am the starter now, and then he sees that first actual contract, being like, "Oh fuck," which like, I, granted, he's raised kid, so like he ain't ever not know what money was, but like now he has his own money, and that's dope as fuck. He fucking deserves it. He's been a high point in wrestling this year. I was gonna say he very much seems like someone, if I'm using this phrase correctly, who outplayed his coverage, like just completely killed it. There's no way they could have expected. I assume they thought like, oh, this will be good for him when they turned him and mm-hmm. had him join Judgment Day. But there's no way that they were expecting it to be the crowd is booing him so much he can't even cut promos. He's my he's gonna he spoiler alert for when we do this in a couple weeks. He's my most improved of 2013. Like, oh really? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because like. Whenever he turned, it was like in the middle of the year last year, and we kind of got to see bits and pieces, but he's really coming to his own this year. Of just yeah, like so, Go ahead. You mean more you mean more from like a character standpoint? Or do you mean in ring too? A little bit of everything. Like, I mean, you get better over time as a wrestler just if you do it enough, and Dom wrestles a fuck ton. Like Dom, I think I, I think Dom, he is the workhorse of the year. Yeah, or he's he's in like the top five or something because I saw someone mention the amount of matches that he's had. Yeah, so like character wise, yes, most improved of the year, probably second best entrance of the year. 
from his mania entrance because let's be oh, real yeah. bad bunny had the best entrance in wrestling history ever that's the same year that dominic had his best wrestlemania entrance um mm-hmm. i just wanted to get that bad bunny spot back in there because i know i say i try to make it happen every show um like he is definitely my most improved to, like spoiler alert we're gonna have the show in like two weeks my most improved of the year is dominic mysterio and i hope they paid him so much more than what he was making before yeah um, you gotta think he is because yeah he is like look at the merch that comes out and like you can get a good vibe on who they're pushing based on the action figures they're they're selling we're getting two dom we're getting two dominic mysterio judgment day elites within 10 waves of of itself fuck within like what was that that was elite 105 within five waves of itself because he had one in elite 105 which by the way is like it won't be in my top 10 of elites through the year but it's in an honorable mention um that one and then he's getting a new one which is probably going to be better than that one because it's going to come with like a flannel and the fucking goofy purple mask over his face and shit like that like they're putting a lot of time effort money and investment in dominic mysterio um whereas the other names that you said in the re-sign list like those are all established names that are already making good money like i hope dom like is up there now because he's giving them reactions and apparently charlotte is now making like the most money any woman has ever made like of the company so which i mean i can't make an argument that she doesn't deserve it no i mean the only person that you could say that would be more deserving of it straight based strictly off the money that they have generated for the company is becky yeah because becky had top shirts molt like not top shirts in the women's division like that the man shirt was fucking everywhere at one point yeah um it, and also like i would basically the four horsewomen yeah like any could, of those four like if you just bank if you just back up the bricks truck to bring but like throw just a shitload of money at sasha banks to come back um which apparently like there was a story that came out that was like speculation of just the amount that she wanted to go back to WWE was more than what Charlotte like just signed for. Not because she wanted more money than Charlotte. Just that was, that was she's like, number. this is the amount that I want. Those were two independent things that happened. But, um, and then also it's easy to kind of forget about her because she hasn't been on TV in so long, but Alexa bliss has got to be up there too. Yeah. She was pretty important to the women's division for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, Again, if you just said who deserved, like, if a woman just re-signed for the most any woman's ever been signed to in a WWE contract, who is it? I'm I'm probably going to say Charlotte Flair, but, like, yeah. my two options are going to be Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Just yep. because Becky... Those, had, are, the, those, those are your are two your, biggest names. Yeah, that's your Brett and Sean. Like, that's the what next, it boils down to. In the next five years, Ripley and Belair will be up there, too. But oh, they just yeah. haven't they just haven't been a part of the main roster for long enough to be in that conversation yet. But like I said, give them a few more years and yeah, their names are going to be just as big as the four horsewomen and Trish and Lita. So that'll be cool to see. But yeah, uh, there's there's likely going to be more contract news coming in the coming weeks and months just because they signed a bunch of like they re-signed a bunch of people to deals to kind of keep them away from AEW. And now a lot of those deals are starting to come up. Like Becky Lynch's deal is up next year in 24. Seth Rollins's deal is up in 24. 
Um, Ooh, that's going to be... It's going to be an expensive month for WWE when that happens. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre has a deal coming up. Like, yeah, a bunch of top people have deals coming up. So let's hope that TKO money comes through. Oh, you know it is. They just made a bunch of money on a UFC fight this weekend. Uh, Speaking of contracts, all of the people who were released in September, their non-compete clause was up today. So... People like Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Matt Riddle, who's already signed with MLW. Um, there was another big one that I'm blanking on, but uh, their no competes started up or ended today, so they are free to sign and make appearances for televised other companies. Which I want to take a second specifically to shout out Shelton Benjamin and Ali. Because they posted videos to Twitter that were both fantastic for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin's was just like him voicing over Godzilla waking up from a nap and being like, all right, I got to figure out how to make money. And it was it was really funny. And I enjoyed it. But the, the Ali one is so good. It is kind of the politician character that we kind of got a little bit of a preview of. That didn't really. That ultimately didn't go anywhere, and I am so excited to see him, you know, just completely on his own and doing his stuff. The video he's talking about, like the the evils in professional wrestling, and he's flashing, you know, images of, you know, high name, big names that he would. I get, you know, you got to assume this is his list of like this is who I want to work. It showed Speedball Mike Bailey, which that match has already been announced at Prestige Wrestling in February, which, holy shit, that match is going to be just ignorantly fun. That's going to be dumb, yeah. Uh, Strickland, Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Matt Cardona was in there. Just, if you haven't seen it, I retweeted it at on the uh, uh, podcast show, on the podcast Twitter. Nerdiest, the nerdiest part of the ring uh, Twitter? At, at, at Nerdiest. Which it's at Nerdy's part for Twitter and threads and Instagram. So be on the lookout for that that picture of Dalton we're sure going to show. But it's his video was so good. I'm in Ali we trust is all I got to say. Yeah, I'm happy that he's going to get to go do his thing without a governor on him anymore. Because like, you know that he was kind of like not held. Well, no. They very much held him back in WWE from being his full potential. Now, granted, the one time that they were going to push him, he got hurt. That did give us Kofi Mania. But, like, after that, it was like Retribution was kind of a flop. And, like, he was doing cool shit at NXT, and then out of nowhere, he got fucking released. Yeah, he was going... He was very much looked like he was going to be the next North American champion. And then that's when we got that weird, like, one... Dominic lost it, and then went it right back type thing so yeah i'm i'm so stoked to see what he does and where he goes um given the nature of this video i don't think he's going straight to aew i'm not saying that you know it couldn't happen and aew does let people take indie dates but to me it makes me think like all right yeah we probably like he's not going to show up as the new signing at world's end no type but i be fucking hyped if he is, though. Yeah. 
asterisk just because we've talked so much before about the AEW kind of talent bloat where they have so many people then they have the problem with maintaining momentum for a lot of their big names i legitimately I, here's the thing i legitimately think mustafa ali will be if he goes to aew we'll be saying the same thing about him that we've been saying about swerve strickland for about eight months now where it's we see a clip of swerve strickland we send it to each other with the quote of <laughs> wwe couldn't figure out how to make money with this guy yeah. Like, I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Ali if he goes to AEW, where, like, yes, there might be some moments where it's like, oh, you wish you could be doing more with him. But I think he is the kind of talent that will go above the expectation. I don't think yeah. AEW thought that whenever they signed Swerve that he was going to be as big as he was, as, as big as he was going to get. Yeah. But he was able to connect with the fans. I think Ali is able to connect with the fans. I think it's a thing, like, a lot of things we miss with AEW signings of, like, I love Keith Lee, but there's only so much Keith Lee can do before the Keith Lee show is kind of like, all right, well, we know what we're going to get. Whereas, like, Swerve did that for a little bit where we were getting really good Swerve matches, and then he started being weird Swerve with Lee. And so whenever that team split, Swerve was really the person that had the intrigue. And then he just kept building on it where, like, a lot of the guys that signed over just didn't try to find a way to capitalize on being there. Mm-hmm. I think Swerve is like the one that I could be, well, him and Moxley are the, the ones that I'm like, no, those are two, like they left, they, they joined AEW and they figured out how to make that shit work for him. Um, I think Ali could be in that group of, they figured out how to make it work for him, which like yeah. AEW. And I would, that. I would be super on board with that. Like him as, him is you know international champion yeah him is roh champion like there's a ton of stuff you could do like not even just you know AEW champion i which i think he could he could easily do as well so but it'll be interesting i will say i i don't know if he'll sign and i don't know if they're going to do like a big you know tony khan loves his major announcements so I assume in the next couple weeks, well, no, not in the next couple weeks. The show's next week. Um, yeah, the show's next Saturday. I guarantee, Either- like, I don't want to guarantee there will be, but it will not surprise me if Nick Nemeth signed with AEW. Right, or at least makes an appearance. Yeah, like, so, like, yeah. So that's. I feel like we're gonna get that. Oh, and tune in World's End for Tony Khan's latest announcement or signing or whatever it's gonna be. So, uh, let's see, contract news, more contract news, and it's nothing but contract news. Uh, both Kushida and Jay Chung have signed with TNA, Kushida as an in-ring talent, obviously, and then Jay Chung is going to be doing ring announcing. Uh, she's done, she's done stuff before. She has been in wrestling for like 20 years, mm-hmm. doing stuff with Ring of Honor and other companies, so... This is cool. It's cool to see Kushida stay stateside. I'm a little surprised at that. Um, but then again, not really, because he's been doing a ton of stuff with Impact. Yeah. Already. So it's cool that he's officially signed to TNA. Uh, Time Splitters reunion, baby. And then the last news story that I have is for WWE Speed is a thing that they've started to tape before shows. Um, it looks like no, no one is really sure what exactly this is going to be, 
like if it's going to be a social media thing or if it's going to be a segment in other shows but it is five their matches that i'm just going to read this from the um wrestling observer website ethan renner has the write-up uh on wwe speed matches have five minute time limits the winner of the match receives one point the loser of the mount of the bout is docked one point and if the bout goes to a time limit draw no points are awarded or deducted a five minute countdown clock appears on the video wall during the contest the speed concept appears to be a tv show pilot or perhaps for a digital media property as commentators Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick were calling the matches as if the show was being broad- produced for broadcast. A WWE Speed logo was displayed on the video wall as well as the ring apron and ring posts during the taping. And then the matches that they did were Axiom uh, facing Cedric Alexander and uh, Bronson Reed versus Nathan Frazier. So, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. It'll be, I'm curious to kind of see what they turn it into. Like, is it just a, hey, boom, here's a five, here's a quick little five minute match. You think it'll be uh, like a TikTok thing? It could be. Like, it very well could be like a TikTok exclusive format. Um, It, I'm curious what the points are. And like what they're going to lead to. Yeah. Like, you know, is it going to be a, okay, whoever has the most points at the end of whatever. Yeah season they do gets a you know u.s or intercontinental championship match and you get or a lose north american to, title match or something like that you get a lose to gunther um yeah <laughs> he'll probably still have the belt uh yeah no, forever it's, icy champion baby it's one of those things like it's a neat concept but like i don't know because the one thing that i can say about wrestling shows that i'm not like sometimes i just like watching wrestling yeah like and a five-minute match is... I could do a five-minute match. I stay doing five-minute matches. They're not... Like, it's not... Like, for them to be like, this is the fast version of our show. Be like, that's not the impressive part. Now, if you can wow me in five minutes, that's one thing. But, like... Yeah, no, it's a weird concept. And maybe it's... it'll be... Maybe it'll be dope as hell. I don't know. It's just... It's really weird to be like... Now, our gimmick is that we do our matches quick. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I'm chomping at the bit to to see what this is or to go out of my way to watch the matches, but I am curious to see like what they end up doing. So, it could be neat. Yeah. Cuz like let's say they do a let's say they turn it into a show. And it's an hour long show. Well, if your matches are only going 5 minutes, are you putting five matches on this show and then doing 35 minutes of filler well 30 minutes of filler five minutes commercial that's a gross underestimate estimate of how that would work i don't think there's a chance in hell they're doing this as an hour-long show like this isn't going to be high voltage or heat or main event or anything like that i think this is i think you nailed it on the head of this is going to be a tiktok show yeah did you just miss the best enhancement show they had you didn't say velocity they they've done nine million of them, but the I'm best. I'm not going to name all of them. But the best one was Velocity. Was Heat? Yes, that's the one that I did no, say that one. Asa, let me explain how it used to work. See, at nine o'clock on Saturdays, whenever my ass was at home because I was a child, I would have a WWE Crush Hour playing on one TV, and the Velocity would play on the next TV, 
And then right after that was WWE Confidential, which, like, I thought was the coolest thing ever until I bought the WWE Network in 2014, and I was like, this show was fucking stupid. Why did I think this was fun? But Velocity was fun. Velocity was so much fun. The ring was I mean, you green. Just proved that you, you just proved that you were a stupid child because you chose to play Crush Hour. It was such a fun game. So your opinion is invalid. Uh, that's it for the news. We're moving on to the next segment, Wrestling with Articulation. Uh, some action figure news, including a big, pretty big announcement, legitimately, that is very neat. Uh, TNA has announced a partnership with Powertown Toys to produce their line of action figures. And I believe in the article I saw that pre-orders for the first line, which we don't have any details on who it's going to be yet, uh, will go live in March of 2024. And knowing, and like, this isn't me being funny, um, but like knowing Powertown, if it goes live in 20 or in March, that means we'll probably get them start of 2025. Uh, um, presale orders for series one will begin in March of 24 and the figures will be shipped in August of 24. Oh, well shit. If that happens, that won't be bad. Um, here's going to be the kicker which this might work in their benefit that this is going to be like, this is a niche of a niche. Um, this is the third biggest company in the country, uh, maybe fourth. And they're getting figures, which if you run this by their normal, um, I forget what they are called power town. Something. Give me a second. I'm going to look that up with their, I, I want to say they're called power town ultimates, but I could be wrong. Um, but power town, well- the second wave uh, looks to ship in December of 24. So we could be getting two full, assuming everything goes to plan, we could be getting the first two full waves by the end of the year of 24. Okay. And again, if that happens, that would be really cool. Um, and that reminds me, I need to talk about the next thing coming out of Powertown. But um, they're going to be, if they're like, they're called Ultras, by the way. I was, I forgot what the name of them was because wave one of Ultras already happened. I have two of them. Um, and I absolutely love those figures. I have the Brody, um, Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen figures, and they are great figures. The issue is they're $55 a pop, and I don't see the TNA figures being much cheaper than that. Um. Oh, really? Yeah, that's going to be the kicker. Now, maybe they'll be cheaper, but I don't have faith that they're going to be. Um, because Powertown is a new company, um, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of, they're not all over the place in a bad way. But, like, they are kind of all over the place where they're doing Ultras, which are really good figures. Um, a lot of people, mm-hmm. like, you, you will hear me say Ultras in probably my top five or my top ten figures of the year for the best of. But um, getting an actual TNA license, getting them to actually make impact fig- or TNA figures is really cool. And depending, like, I'm excited to see what the roster is going to look like. Power Time's going to have to move a lot quicker, though, because contracts are a thing now whereas whenever you just own the licenses of a bunch of old names like most of the people they have licenses for are already dead so they can take all the time they want to get these figures out because like who's really complaining um now they're gonna have to kind of work under the gun a little bit more getting this shit out because you don't really want to put out dated product right um i will probably seeing like if they make a brian meyer since he's signed an exclusive deal like if we get an impact exclusive one I'll probably end up buying a Myers. I'd probably end up getting like, I would have to see what that first wave looks like for me to get some. If they do, if they start off hot and they're like first wave motor city machine guns, I'm fucking in. Like I'm buying mm-hmm. those two all day long. 
Um, yeah, it's just kind of depending on that. Um, also coming out of Power Town, they're bringing back the Remco style figures, which is like a very uh, AWA made them in the eighties around the same times that LJNs were being made. And, like, this is how a bunch of people got their rookie figures, like Shawn Michaels and I think Scott Hall. And I maybe even Ric Flair's first figure was a, a Remco. But they're starting with um the lights, I want to say lights out match with Magnum TA and, oh, the miss not the missing link. Magnum TA and Larry Zabisco, I think. I could be wrong. Power Town Wrestling. This shows my, like, old school 80s knowledge off the top of my head. Um, they just showed those off and why is that not just something that is easy to find for them? This is also the issue I have with power town there. Uh, Oh, Tully Blanchard. Jesus Christ. It was an, I quit match between Magnum T and Tully Blanchard. They're going to be made in, um, Rimco style, uh, which is pretty cool. And then they released their first limited edition ultra today for pre-order. And it's the diamond collection of, uh, Carrie Von Eric in all white gear. Um, it's $55, which is how much the normal figures are, but there's, I think it's limited to like 2000 or something like that. Um, which if you don't have the Carrie Von Eric power town figure and you want it, this is going to be your only way to get it. Cause the normal version is sold out. Um, I think this one has like a really like sweet write up from his daughter on the box. Cause like the boxes flip open and the little flap usually has like a about them thing. I wish mm-hmm. I should have had my, one of my boxes ready to show you, but, um, I think this one, like his daughter wrote the insert for it and stuff like that. Um, which is pretty cool. Power Town does some, like, is starting to do some really neat things in the wrestling landscape. Cause like they don't do Hasbro inspired figures or LJ inspired figures. Like they're doing the Rimcos, but like they also make a premium, it's a seven inch scale instead of a six and a half inch scale. So like they're bigger than your elites and your unrivaled or your AEW figures, but like they're pretty cool. They stand pretty close to like the storm collectibles and some, they're a little bit bigger than the super sevens that I have. I have my Hanson and, bruiser on uh my jet my japanese shelf right now and they're fucking dope so it is cool that we're getting impact licensed figures out of this company it's also good for them because now people are definitely going to be buying their product because i feel like impact fans are going to want the toys like and i'll be curious to see again what the the i can't do a full like i did with AEW when those hit and was like i got to get one of everybody because if they're 55 a pop or in that price range that's just not feasible for me but if they can kind of do a thing where, because my guess, and again, I'm a big outsider when it comes to the action figure business, especially from like independent companies. Mm-hmm. But I would assume the ones that you're talking about with the, you know, the old school, like Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, like those mm-hmm. figures, those are more of a niche market collectible whereas this maybe they would go lower on the price because they want to get it to more a wider audience yeah now that said i'm very aware that impact that tna is more of a you know niche audience it's a niche with it's it's a niche within a niche yeah and that's what a lot of these companies like that's what power town deals with that's what zombie sailor deals with like you have to find a wrestling fan. Well, now you have to find a wrestling fan that likes action figures. Now you have to find a wrestling fan that likes action figures that is willing to spend $55 a pop and is a huge TNA fan. Yeah. And it's not so, like, and they can't do like, they can't go back and 
make AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or Kurt Angle. Like they have to work with the people they have. Um, Do you think that these see a retail release? No. Or is it you're, you? Th- okay, it is going to be. Uh, you're you're going to have to order them. From I Power Town. I do not think that this will be a. These will not see a Walmart shelf. I don't think. Um, I mean, more along the lines of like, are we going to see this on like Big Bad Toy Store? Or I mean, Amazon? potentially. Okay. P- potentially, just be because they might get some distribution through Amazon or Big Bad, or Big Bad might buy a bunch of them. Um, but I don't think it's going to be like a massive retail like producing hundreds of thousands of them like w mike mattel does or AEW does because yeah. also like they need to take a big look at jazzwares right now who like jazzwares is one of the top toy makers in the world and they're having an issue moving AEW figures so they like they really need to stick to a pre-order model at first now if the pre-order model goes well you can always re-release figures later in a different paint scheme like with carrie like these Power Town figures are very popular within the wrestling community. If you have them, you sing the praises of this company and how good the figures are. Like mm-hmm. I, I love mine. Um, I don't have all of Wave One, but it's because I don't care about Vern Gagne. I don't care to have a Luthez. Like I don't. The Von Eric would be cool, but like I don't have any other Von Erichs, so it's not important to me to have that. Um, but like Brody and fucking Hanson, I I wanted those. Um. And I think they're amazing figures. They have um, a Brian and Matt coming out for uh, that. Ha- the pre-order is already done on them, but they have a two pack of them. And those figures look amazing so far from what we've seen. Um, Powertown does a great job. It's going to be, you're going to have to hope that the impact fan base or the TNA fan base. I mean, it's going to be weird going back to that. The TNA fan base is going to be like, yes, we want these. We will pay money for these. Like you're going to have to hope really hard for that for Powertown's sake. So that way, because if they, do TNA Ultras Wave 1 and nobody buys them, we're not going to get TNA Ultras Wave 3. We might get Wave 2. We won't get Wave 3. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's... I, I hope they do well. I'll in a, Depending on the people they get, like... You won't have to ask me, Dalton, are these worth getting? Because I'm going to say yes. If you like the people that they're releasing, then yes, they're worth getting. Because, like I said, if they do Motor City Machine Guns, they have my money automatically. If they give me a, um, I got to think, cause I haven't been watching impact as much, but if like, if they give me a different release of Brian Myers, I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, I would I'm, think it's going to, I would think, but like everybody else, like Josh Alexander, Jordan oh, yeah. Grace. I would get a Josh Alexander. Cause I've like, I've met him and he's a cool dude. And I like, and he's also a bust ass wrestler. Like <clears throat> there's people I'll buy, but there's also a lot of people in that roster. Like, like, Oh, they made a moose dope. And that's where it ends. Like, I'm not buying it. And it's nothing against Moose. I'm just not, I don't resonate with that person. But if they get, like, if they get the people that I have seen before, like, I would definitely buy those. Um, But I hope it does well. More, more competition in the wrestling um, action figure landscape has only made figures better. AEW has only made Mattel try harder. And, like, now anytime I buy a Mattel Elite, I'm not like, man, I just wasted 20 bucks. Now I'm like, no, I needed this Triple H which is kind of a release from a Triple H I bought in a two-pack three years ago. But this one has double-jointed arms and a better head scan. So, like, I'm happy <laughs> that I bought this. Like, Mattel's figures have really... Like, when we talk about... When I talk about wrestling figures in our end of year, like, I'm going to have to just talk about how great Mattel did compared to AEW this year in wrestling figures. Because yeah. the wrestling figures in Mattel have fucking ruled. 
Um, as I have like five Mattel figures that I'm looking at right now that I'm just like, yeah, these are all fucking dope as hell. And then I have a broken <laughs> AEW figure in front of me. Damn shame. You're but, just uh, mad about the box, the mystery box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one that other was, thing. For... That was, that was worse than my ceiling falling. No, it wasn't. Cause that was only $75. <laughs> Fair. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up for wrestling with articulation, it's not a thing I'm going to get or really have any interest in trying to get, but I just think it's cool is the storm collectibles El Desperado. I might get it. Honestly, like I kind of want you to just because I know this wouldn't be your first storm collectible. Um, but it just, it looks super cool. He's in his, the white and black gear for the normal release, but then there's also the chase version, uh, where he's in black and gold. Uh, the mask is all black. I, it's just storm collectibles is if I didn't have to worry about money, uh, is a line that I would 100% get into Yeah, because the, they make awesome mortal Kombat figures. Yeah. So that was the thing. Cause like they announced they were making Liu Kang and I was like, Liu Kang's my dude. That's my, that's my favorite mortal Kombat character. And I was like, oh, I'm getting that fucking Liu Kang. And like, it comes with a dragon and I was like, I'm not getting that fucking Liu Kang. Cause it was like 180 bucks. Yeah. And I want to say Andy got one. I'm not sure, but I think he did. Um, so I need to ask him how it is, but it's Andy and Storm Collectibles. So he's going to be like, oh, it's an amazing figure. Cause that's how he, he's a big Storm Collectibles guy. Um, and for the last story of the, the week for wrestling with articulation, um, Dalton had the biggest super happy, super sad moment of the week when it came to wrestling figures, Asa. Um, there's a store out in the UK that got a case of unmatched series eight from AEW, which that's the short wave of, um, Malachi. It's the house of black, um, Pinto Escuro and ring of honor punk. And they showed the ring of honor punk in hand. We're getting it Asa. And I was so worried that I wasn't going to get this figure. And it was like going to be like my make or break on AEW figures on whether or not we get this fucking punk. Cause like I needed a ring of honor punk if they're going to start making ring of honor figures. Oh, also, sidebar before I get to the super happy, super sad, they released the um, images of uh, the Briscoes at yes. Final Battle. Um, yeah. I love the figures from the waist up. The mold on the pants looks really weird to me. Um, okay. But, I mean, I'm if I can get them, I'm going to buy them. If I can get two of them, I'll buy Cause two these of are, them. Because everything you're talking about right now, the, the ROH Punk, the Briscoes... That's all this mystery Jazzwares vault bullshit, right? Nope. Ring of Honor Punk is in the main line. Okay. Yeah, no, like, well, and this is a super happy, super sad. So I pre-ordered it the day it dropped, which was like two days before Punk got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, hey, we're actually making Ring of Honor Punk, which was something we were shown last year, and then Brawl Out happened. And I was like, fuck, we're never going to get that figure. And then he came back and then they said, hey, we're putting it up for pre-order. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm buying it. And then he gets fired and I was like, oh no, it's going to get canceled. It didn't. It's getting released, Asa. I am going to have a complete CM Punk AEW action figure. No, I'm not. I'm not going to have that, Asa. Because not only are they making that punk, he's also the chase figure in red. I might get it if Andy finds it for me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I was so sad when they showed that being the chase. Because, like, I have all of his articulating AEW figures. The only one I don't have is the LJN, and I probably won't buy that ever. Because, like, I don't count that. But, like, I have I have his chase figure. I have his ringside figures. Like, 
I have all. I have his Walmart figure. I bought like four of the Walmart and the fucking regular first regular one they made of him. Um, I have his blood and guts. Like I have all of his figures, and I was like, all right, cool. They're making that Ring of Honor, and now it's the Chase too. So now I have to hope to find the red one. And I'm so bummed out by it because like it's one of those like if I'm so close to completing having all of them, I need to complete it. And now I'm real sad about it. But we are getting Ring of Honor Punk. It looks pretty dope. A lot of people don't like the head sculpt, but like they're not good at making retro figures, or they're not making good. They're not good at making flashback faces. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm aware of that. Um, the Owen Hart's probably their best one, but like their uh, Cortezone de Leon uh, Jericho is horrible looking. I have it. It looks bad though. Um, but we are getting Ring of Honor Punk. It is a Ring of Honor figure proper. It's going to come with a microphone that says Ring of Honor on it, like. This very much is our pilot into the Ring of Honor line that's going to be mass released. So I hope this sells well, because if that sells well and the first couple Jazzware vaults sell well, maybe we'll start getting like, I don't want Ring of Honor being on store shelves because I don't think it'll move well. But I wouldn't mind if every like couple luminaries is a Jerry Lynn Ring of Honor figure or a Samoa Joe Ring of Honor figure. Like that would be cool if we could get those every once in a while on top of having the Jazzware releases. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was super happy to see that we were getting that figure and then super fucking annoyed whenever I found out that it was the chase as well. That was so sad. Yeah. But I'll be getting You'll end f- up with it. Has there has there been a chase AEW figure that you've wanted that you could not get? Um No. Well, it also doesn't help that there's not a lot of them that like I've been like on the hill of dying on that I absolutely needed outside of Biker's Moxley, and I have two of those. Yeah. Um. But like the Darby or the Ricky Starks and the Darby Allen paint, I ended up with that one because Andy found it for me. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I have a bunch of chases. I'm looking at my wall right now because I'm looking at all the ones I have. I need to give you your hater, by the way. But like, yeah, no. And I have an amount of money I'm able to like that I will justify spending on a chase if I can end up getting it for like seventy bucks down the road. I will. It's not something that I need to have day one. It's just annoying that I was like, oh, cool, we're getting that figure. Well, now we're getting two versions of it, and I'm going to need both of them. Because also, Ring of Honor Punk, like, say what you will about the man and how he conducted himself in AEW. Like, Punk and Ring of Honor is probably one of my favorite just runs in wrestling of just this Mm -hmm. person at this place was amazing. It's like Punk and Ring of Honor. It's Terry Funk and, uh, oh my god, the Japanese company. I I can't think of it. FMW? No, no, no. uh, FMWA. The Deathmatch Place. The one where it was him and Onita. They did okay. a dark side of the ring about it. Oh my god, what is it? Big Lee would slap the <laughs> shit out of me right now if I... You keep talking, I'll get that, and I'll figure out the Terry Funk one. Well, while like, he's trying to Google uh, Terry Funk Japanese promotion... Uh, FMW! I was close. I added an A. It's FMW. But, like, that punk, like, punk in that time, Terry Funk in that time, there's, like, a couple runs in wrestling history that I'm like, that was the fucking tits. Indie run punk in Ring of Honor was probably, like, is one of those up there for me. Gotcha. Last thing that I want to touch on before we get out of here is I was going to talk about it last week, but the NXT deadline was two weeks ago. Uh, It took place on December 9th and it was a really good show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm not going to do like a full rundown, but the I'm very curious to see what they do. It doesn't look like there's going to be much of a Dirty Dom follow-up from losing the North American Championship, which I'm a little bummed about, but at the same time, I kind of get it. 
the Iron Survivor challenges were fun. They were as kind of wild as you would expect them to be. But the Trick Williams win was both very surprising and also super cool because he legitimately like had gotten pinned like two or three times in the match. He had zero falls and then he gets four falls like in the last 30 seconds. Like it was just a super intense, really neat, like last stretch of the match, which was super cool. Uh, Carmelo Hayes beat Lexus King. And then after the match, King was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm not the one that attacked Trick Williams. I just said I was because I wanted to be in a high profile match and you gave that to me. So cool. And then he went on to attack somebody. I guess the breakout tournament has the same rules as the Elimination Chamber, where you can just attack someone before it starts and take their place. Mm-hmm. So he's in the breakout tournament now. And then Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin was real good as well. And I recommend you check that out specifically, Dalton, just because I think you would like it a lot. So that's all I wanted to give on there. Cause yeah, well, oh, they have the breakdown on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Trick Williams at 2346, 2427, 2440 and 2456 of the 25 minute time limit is when he got all four of his falls. So like all within the last two minutes silliness so that was a lot of fun how many times did he get pinned one two three yeah he so he took three pins in that but yeah it was a uh it was a cool show it was a good show worth checking out for sure if you missed it and that is going to do it for us this week we are going to head out uh we will be back next week god willing dear lord uh we'll talk about aew's world's end pay-per-view whatever other news happens to come up between now and then uh we'll probably talk about i think new year's evil is that same time frame potentially maybe i have to look that up shit i might have a ceiling by then right just big things popping for you boys (laughs) i assume everyone is tuned out by then so no one actually heard me say that thankfully uh, but if for whatever reason you're still listening and you're fumbling trying to get to that end button, uh, at Nerdiest Part on Twitter and Instagram and threads, uh, I'm going to post that picture. I'll post it. Uh, when should I post it? Because this episode goes up in the morning. Fuck it, I'll just post it tonight. So yeah, yeah. if you want to see the picture of Dalton, if you haven't seen it already, go make fun of him. It's okay to bully him because look at him. Yeah. Look at that face and tell me he doesn't deserve hate on the internet. I know we say the whole thing about like, the power of positivity and no toxicity online, but like, but sometimes, sometimes, okay. sometimes you look like it. Oh dude. So, I, that was the worst. Like, fortunately I had the wherewithal to shave right under my neck. So you can't call me a neck beard. Oh, I moving on. So yeah, give us a follow. If you like the show, make sure you're subscribed on the podcast services. Give us a review because that helps with algorithm stuff. And then we can talk to more cool people. And we like talking to cool people about wrestling because wrestling is cool. But that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, If you celebrate, have a very Merry Christmas and be safe. And I hope Santa brings you cool stuff. Because that'd be neat. Yeah. But until next week, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, But until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as always, watch more wrestling.